What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another bonus episode of the So Wizard Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host right now is the man, the myth, the legend, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Adam, what do you have for us this time for an interview? This time, we got to talk to Brittany Portman and Anthony Patelis. Uh, Brittany is the writer-creator of a series called Hooked. Anthony Patelis is a co-writer and directs the pilot episode. It started as a series of comedy shorts, and she strung them together and did an amazing job at like a dozen or so film festivals. So they decided to rework the show into a full-length series that they're pitching to networks now. Awesome. And you get a chance to watch some of this stuff? The pilot that they're making is still in post, so you can't see that version yet, but they are going to keep us posted. It's, it's pretty funny, actually, and they have a pretty strong cast. Awesome. Great. Well, let's hear all about it. Take it away. Hi, my name is Brittany Portman. I am the creator of Hook, and I'm also the writer and executive producer. And I'm Tony Patelis, otherwise known as Anthony Patelis, and I'm the uh, co-writer and director and uh, co-producer, I guess, of of, of Hook. Many hats, both of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd kind of like to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, when did each of you realize that the entertainment industry, uh, TV, movie specifically, was your passion, what you wanted to do? It started for me when I was really young. Um, I initially was very passionate about the acting side. Um, I was in musical theater from when I was a kid. I toured with Annie for a year at Pepper. And then I worked as extras on filming TV shows back in high school and um, from then on when I would see what would go on behind the scenes that's when I realized how fascinating it seemed to me so when I I went to college I took a break from acting then I majored in film production I majored in film studies I took a film production class there and that's where I did my first short where I wrote, directed, cast, edited, did everything for this short. And I knew just from doing that, that I knew that it was something that I wanted to pursue for as a career. And um, and I've never looked back ever since. Yeah, it seems like you really dove in head first. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said it seems like you really dove in head first. Absolutely. And uh, how about you, uh, Tony? Well, um, film came late for me. Um, I I started my career uh, after college um, in New York City as a as a stage actor, and I continued on that path uh, for many years uh, doing theater um, in New York uh, regionally and uh, in Los Angeles as well. Um, which eventually led to doing stage work worldwide. And, and I've been lucky enough to work on some of the biggest stages, uh, in, uh, three continents in over 17 countries. So it's been a, so stage has been my main, uh, stay. However, um, having said that, um, when I moved, uh, back 
Actually, I went to Los Angeles for several years, originally following my acting teacher out there, and then ended up staying because I was getting some work. Um, I actually did a lot of theater in L.A. And when I came back to New York, ironically, um, when I came back and got a manager, he hooked me up with my film and television agent something that I had never had previous to that. And all of a sudden, I started booking commercials, which was first, then my first Law and & Orders. And the, the first thing that happened, uh, which was like a revelation, was that I didn't need a side job anymore. Because anybody who knows theater knows that Unless you have a really, really lucky break and a really lucky career and you're doing one Broadway show after another, which is not something I was doing, it's very difficult to make a full living in the theater. Um, and when I started doing commercials and television, the first thing that happened was I, I didn't have to be a bartender anymore or a taxi driver or whatever. So that kind of got me, got me, you know, charged and I started going for it more and more. And one thing led to another, and The Sopranos came along, and and, and um, other many other television shows, uh, independent films, and that's kind of how it happened for me. And and then um, directing came along. Uh, I had always directed in the theater, but then directing opportunities came along on camera as well, in the form of web series, and that got me prepared to. Um, be able to pitch Brittany to let me come on board for Hook. <laughs> and uh, and that's, that's really how it kind of happened for me. It's really cool. It sounds like quite the journey. It's a bit, well, it's been a journey, I said. It's at least, yeah. So with uh, both of you doing so many different things, wearing so many different hats in the entertainment industry, what are each of your favorites, if you had to choose? For me, it's changed throughout the years. Um, for a very long time, it was acting, specifically on stage, because that thrill of when you're performing in front of an audience and hearing their reactions is just, it's like going on a roller coaster. Um, it, it just is it, like the most incredible feeling. It's such a high. And, um, but I realized that once I started to produce, specifically with Hulk, for instance, when he would show it at, um, film festivals, when I would see my name up there saying produced, created by Brittany Portman, and seeing people's reactions either like my friends who would see that or, or when people are clapping after, um, the showing had ended, I felt that high again and but it was even more electrifying for me because I had so much more involvement than I did as an actor and then on top of it after some of the screenings I would get to go up on go up and do a Q&A and so it just kind of brought back the best of both worlds having to people have that actory side come out but also be real and just talk authentically about my project. Um, so I feel like now having 
done both of those things, I can say that producing has is absolutely my favorite. It's very cool. Very interesting. Thanks. That is cool. And I, I just learned that about you, Brittany, as you spoke. Wonderful. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm so glad to hear that. Um, for me, uh, I've been an actor all my life, uh, even before professional uh, days came along. I was an actor, you know, in summer stock. I was acting in college and high school and whatever. And acting has always been my first love. Um, it probably always will be. Um, directing came accidentally when someone asked me to direct a play um, of theirs um, back in the 90s. And I said, well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm an actor. I'm not a director. I, I, I don't know how to direct. And said, oh, no, you know, I know you can. You can do this. Uh, we were an off-Broadway play together. And after coercing me into doing it, um, I realized in working on this production that I could direct. And it opened up an entire new world for me. And by the way, that, that show actually got picked up in New York to play in, in London. And we went and directed the show in London uh, as well. So, so it seemed to come natural for me. And then more work came along as a director. And then strangely enough, um, uh, I, would, I would get offered directing jobs. I would finish that. Then an acting job would come along. And all of a sudden, I had a a double career. So, so for me, it was really a, um, a welcome second, um, career move. Um, directing is extremely rewarding for me, both in theater and on camera, because as a director, you're in control far more than just your own performance. You're in control of an overall look and an overall feel and, and overall production and um, so uh, it takes a lot more concentration and a lot more awareness of, of the, the collaboration that must go on to um, get to the vision that you have in your head uh, and it's so wonderful to watch all that come together and especially when it does come together splendidly for you as it has so far in our current production. And it's, it's actually come together better than I had even envisioned it. And, um, and I'm going to throw a compliment to Brittany about that because she has been such a wonderful producer. Um, so I'm happy to hear that she loves doing it. She's been a wonderful producer and, and been able to bring to my vision of her creation everything that I need to make it great. And that is unusual and um, spoiling. I don't know if that will ever happen for me in, in future productions, but it certainly is in this one. So I'm grateful for it. As a writer, it's somewhat new for me. Um, I have a screenplay under my belt and a co-writing hook um, has been my second venture in writing. It comes uh, hard for me. It's, uh, it's a solitary business, except for the moments when you're collaborating with your partner. Um, and I'm kind of a social person. And so that it, uh, it really takes a lot of discipline to sit down by myself and actually have to 
create that and go from, you know, pen to paper, so to speak. Um, and, and I will clear up one thing about producing. When I call myself a co-producer, I don't really mean that in the, in the sort of physical sense in the way that Brittany does it, but that she and I have formed a company, a production company, and that is what my producing credential comes from. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, interesting that it's your own production company behind the project, which I think is really cool because no one's going to realize your vision better than yourselves. Yes. Yeah. Getting that. Yeah. Well, you also gave me a really nice segue there. Uh, Where did the inspiration for hooked come from? It came from um, my own experiences in college. So for college, I was a very, uh, side person and so when I left home for the first time I was going to a bunch of parties and um, meeting a whole bunch of new people and so um, I had never even went on a date before then so you know when you're thrown into like a whole new world and you're, you're surrounded by other people that have like you know done all the things before it's just like a whole other beast and so um there's one example as to this kind of segues back into as to when i took that film production class when i made my short the short was actually about a real story where i met a guy at the library and he invited me up for tea during the middle of the day and so i had literally thought we're getting some tea. But then quickly afterwards, he said, close on or off. And I thought that was just... <laughs> 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 and so, you know, out of all the dating experiences that I've had, which aren't like, you know, that many or whatever, that was the most, probably one of the more bizarre stories ever. And so I thought, it was the most recent thing that had happened right before I took the class. And so when they said to us, you have to, you know, make a movie, um, I just thought of what was the last thing that happened to me? It was this the library guy. So um, so once I did that, just as an experiment, and then I showed it to other people after the short was made, I saw their reaction, and I could see that they just they got it instantly. And I immediately thought this could be a show. And at the time when this was all happening, Girls was very popular on television. And and that also was inspiration for me as well, because I thought this could be kind of like what happens before Girls, because it mainly takes place in college. That's a... Uh... I want to say funny, even though I'm sure at the time it wasn't, but it's nice you had something to use for your class. I'm laughing because that, that line, I, I, I don't think I heard until just now that the line close on or off, which actually was verbatim in our script, was an actual line that was said to you, Brittany. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I was hoping you would have used that. That's really good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I apologize for for, for, for the person that said that to you. 
Oh, I mean, look, it came out to be great material, so. It did. It's a great scene in the the video. So my understanding is you had, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just said agreed. Um, Oh, okay. Uh, My understanding is you had uh, several shorts, I'm guessing kind of in that vein, and then you um, edited them together into one more, um, I don't want to use the word coherent, like they wouldn't be coherent, but one larger picture. So what Tony and I did was a web series last year, um, which we strung together into um, a semi-pilot that we showed at festivals. But when I did the film production class, it was literally just that one short about the library guy. That was only six minutes long. Oh, okay. And it was the... I want to see that, Brittany. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to see that, Brittany. I don't like all that. Oh, well, I could definitely give you both. I can give you the info. <laughs> okay. So that was the, uh, the the sort of pilot that you were shopping around all the film festivals, and you, you did really well there. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, we initially thought that I, I didn't didn't even know that much about the film festival circuit at the time. But when I figured that we do it, it's just kind of like, oh, well, why not? You know, it is a good opportunity. But um, it was such a good learning experience as well, just to see how people reacted and just overall networking in general. Did it kind of outperform what you expected if you had expectations? Oh, a thousand percent, because we got awards, which I didn't even know that they did there. There was at one point where we won Best Web Series at um, Garden State Film Festival in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And I was just like really honored and, and also just shocked just because, you know, I don't go in with having certain expectations. Um, so, and just with the general public reaction with them laughing at like, you know, when they get every single joke, it's such a world relief, but also it's exhilarating to hear because it's like, yes, they did it. And I think also, you know, when you when you go into these festivals, um, especially when you're going in with short content, um, whether it's a film or a web series or whatever, each um, each festival has their own categories um, that you might slot into and. and Oftentimes, they kind of choose when they see the material where they think you should go. And so we were, we were categorized into several different categories throughout all of the film festivals that we were in. And we ended up really just shockingly, I think, we ended up winning over a dozen uh, best of awards uh, for some for, I would say, every category that we went into. So it was a it was a big surprise and and um, incentive for us to want to expand and, and go further with the hook. Yeah, so it sounds like you did a short that inspired a web series, and you did a web series that did so well it inspired the series that you are now making. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure which order came first. <laughs> <laughs> it all seems to be falling into line. Um, it, you know, we're taking kind of one step at a time, and and um, everything seems to be going very well for us so far. Knock on wood. It sounds like it. 
So as as your initial student film grew and grew and grew, and uh, obviously you brought a Mr. Vitalis on board, and you were hiring more um, writers. Are there any other producers? And you're kind of staffed up now. Uh, how do you go about finding those other voices that tie into your dream? So one of the key things that I've learned is always, well, I initially thought that, you know, the more people that you speak to, the more likely that, um, you know, I didn't know what kind of reactions I would get. But it's like once you talk about it very confidently and open up your mouth about what you want, you can be surprised sometimes at what um, people could say in terms of like, hey, I know this person or that person. And so I thought that was a very good learning lesson on that end. So along the way, kind of come out and yeah, come out and, and 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 present themselves to you and say, hey, you know, here's what we've done, and we think maybe we could um, help you further what you know your goals as well. I think it just grows that way organically. Absolutely. But along the way, as it grew, since a lot of this was based on your personal experiences, did you have? a hard time when things would kind of change or did it feel uh, organic and necessary to the process? Um, It felt organic because once I started to get more feedback um, in terms of what we needed to change, I know what the end goal is, what we want to do. You know, we want to have this on a network. And so, you know, you have to be willing to give and take. Um, with anything. And so um, just from that, it's like I have to go in with open ears and open minds. And um, and so once, but then once I work with, you know, Tony or with anybody as collaborators, um, it is good to have like a soundboard and be able to share different ideas. And and I've realized that once, if I try to go outside the box and go outside of you know, taking my own experiences, there's more room for anything to pop up on the show. And it's, and I realize that it's okay to not have it 100% like my life because, um, you know, as you see on many shows out there currently, a lot of it is, um, you know, if it is based on somebody's life, they're, they're going to, you know, and put some things there that are that are not true, but it's for good good for storytelling. Absolutely, and I that. think that's really that's, that's really kind of what happened with us because it wasn't even as much about. And you can correct me if if you disagree with this, Britain, but it wasn't so much about changing what we did. Um, it was about expanding. Yeah, what we did. Um, we really haven't changed. Um, our, our lead characters, or the characters that we originally um, conceived in the beginning. Um, what we've done is added characters to support um, those characters. So the big feedback from that we got uh, critically from our original uh, pilot was, this is great, we want, but we want to know more about them. Where did they come from? What makes Leah, who she is, um, why is she awkward? Uh, what makes Clarissa 
you know, who she is, et cetera, et cetera. And so, so really what we had to do was expand uh, who they were and where they came from. And so it, it was, they had kind of remained the same. It's just that the people around them have grown and have, and, and have become existent um, to support who, who the public sees in front of them on screen, if that makes sense. It definitely does. So it sounds like you're using a lot of the same actors through all the different versions. We're yeah. Using, yeah, we're using like three of the main um, actors from the original right. version. And then yeah. involved. And there will even be more from the original version as we, as we uh, write further episodes. I'm sure that we will bring back some characters who... Um, were not only colorful characters, but phenomenal actors who played them. Uh, so there'll be a couple or, or a few more of those returning as well. But definitely we had to cast um, all new people for the, for the people that were created to, to support our existing characters. And it looks like you have a really strong cast going forward. Um, you're working with some real comedy legends there. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, we are. Um, I think, you know, and when you say comedy legend, I, I'm, I'm kind of assuming perhaps you're talking about John Lovett. For sure. Uh, for starters. Yeah. You know, and that's how I, yeah, that's how I felt as well, you know, when, you know, he really was the only guy, he was the first guy that we brought up um, for the role of Mr. Campbell. Um, now, to think that we were going to get him was something else, but that's who, that's who we envisioned. And then, of course, when he accepted the role, um, it was, yeah, it was a dream come true, that's for sure. Uh, but not just John. I mean, there were other people as well, Catherine uh, Curtin and Andy Carl, you know, a whole cast of, of really top, like, uh, top working actors in the business today. So we really felt fortunate to have them climb on board. That's yeah, very they cool. They were also just so great to work with as well because with every single take that they do, it's just perfection. And so it's just, it really, it makes it pretty obvious as to why they're just so successful. And also just such a pleasure to work with too. Yeah, it's got to make your uh, your long shooting days a lot more fun. Without a doubt. It makes it a lot more entertaining, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the current yeah. status of Hooked? Like, where, where is it sitting right now? So, we're in post-production. Um, we found a, an amazing editor that we're going to be using through our sizzle reel, named Micah Stewart. He has done trailers for Bohemian Rhapsody, American Horror Story, and a bunch of others. And in the meantime, we're working on the poster, and we're going to be doing um, interviews with our cast, and hopefully we'll be pitching at the network soon. The, uh, the field... Also oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. A deck is, yeah, we're also completing, um, which will be finished this week, uh, um, a season deck. Um, with all of the cast of characters, with the storylines, with the future storylines, 
and that will be also added to our our um, bag of tricks when we go out to uh, to pitch our series. I imagine the landscape on pitching has changed more recent years with so many ways in with all the different streaming platforms and all that. Have you guys have any experience with that yet or not quite yet? Um, do you want me to start with that one, Brittany? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a, I, I've had some extensive pitching um, experience, but a little more old school than what's happening today. This is this was previous to um, to the streaming to the many streaming platforms that you have today. Although HBO was around and Showtime and all that, but I did do. Um, uh, uh, over 20 pitch meetings with all the majors um, for a series that I was that I co-wrote several years ago, and um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that process has changed. And and we are already and Brittany, I think, is ahead of the curve on that for me. Um, sort of, you know, looking into what 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 we can expect in modern day pitch meetings um, and, uh, and and I want to see how, how different it is. Part, part of me believes that it's going to be very similar in a way to the pitch meetings that I've already been um, a part of. Uh, you know, I think they really want to know a lot of the same. I can't imagine they wouldn't want to know a lot of the same things um, uh, today as they did you know, 10, 15 years ago. So, but we'll see. I think we'll be ready. I think we'll be ready for them. Whatever it is that they they want, they want to know. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited, and obviously, this would be my first experience of pitching. But um, you know, just dive in head first, kind of thing. Just like with everything else I've done in the entertainment industry so far. It sounds like it's been working for you, so don't change it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I mean, I'm sure you have a lot going on, but do you want to tell all of our listeners where they can find you guys maybe online, more of your work? So um, you can find me on Instagram at Brittany J. Portman. I spell my name D-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, and then just the letter J, and then Portman. And um, and you can also find our show on Instagram at Book Show. We are also on Facebook, and um, and I also have a Twitter for DJ Portman, and that's where you can find everything for now. Right, and uh, I'm also I'm on Facebook as under Anthony Patellas, and um, Instagram under Tony Patellas. I don't know why I did that, but I did, um, and IMDb. Um, and give you a, you know, give you a rundown of what I have done as an actor. Um, and then, you know, good old Google will send, oh, yeah. you, to, send you to different places. Um, for me, under Tony Patellas and Anthony Patellas, sends you to a lot of the same places um, going back over the years and all the stuff I've done. And, and of doing I, currently. Thank you for reminding me because you just um, 
um, also for me as well. I'm on IMDb, uh, this under Brittany Portman. And the first thing that'll pop up is people and, um, a couple of things that I was extras on. That's very cool. Um, keep us in, in the mind for the future. If there's a place for your pilot or if there's a, um, like I know, Amazon does the the voting for green light. If you need that, we can push it out to our listeners and definitely I'll be on the lookout for your project. Cool. Awesome. Thank so you I, so much. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. It was a lot of fun. It was a pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. And we are back. All right, Adam. Any final thoughts on the interview here? Uh, it's really interesting to see a writer-creator chase a passion project like this and how far she's already come and how far they're looking to go. So anyone who is looking to create your own thing, get on it. Well, thank you so much to those guys for coming on with us, and thanks to you for listening. That's been a bonus episode of So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. We'll see you next week. Good journey.